heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to the Masculine Journey. We are very glad to have you with us today. And we're talking about a topic that I don't think people often think of, but it's pretty prevalent in our society. Very much so. I mean, you, you see it joked about on TV in different ways. And, and it's one, Robbie, that really was on your heart this week. And so if you want to tell us a little bit about it and, and why you really thought this topic would be important to talk about. Yeah, I've been reading a new book by uh, John Eldridge and his son, Sam. Not Sam Main, but <laughs> yeah, Sam Eldridge. It's a good name. And, and yeah, the name of the book is called Killing Lions. And it, and it is based on the idea that in certain African tribes, for a young man to take a bride, he first has to kill a lion. And what happens there, if you could picture that kind of thing, is if I was to kill a lion, then I now have this confidence that I can you know, do things that otherwise I wouldn't, you know, feel like I could do. And we could even see that biblically from how David would have felt after he killed a lion and he killed a bear. And that idea being that we feel validated as a man. We feel validated that we're able to accomplish things, which gives us confidence to take the next step sometimes to do things. But Satan is very well, well aware of that mm -hmm. validation and how it can trip up people, especially young men and young ladies with where they get their validation. And so we got a clip to kind of set that up. We do. It's uh, from a, a movie from a few years back, but it's a great movie. It's a, it's a kid's movie, but Robbie, I want you to tell us about it. Cause you it's like that not many years back. It's color. It so is color. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's not steamboat <laughs> Willie. So we're good. It's a Disney movie. It's called Aladdin. And for those of you who are familiar with the story, Aladdin was sort of labeled the street rat. But Aladdin got his validation, as this clip is going to point out, from being one step ahead. But it's going to lead to something, maybe a whole new world. We'll just see. Stop! I'll have your hands for a trophy, street rat! All this for a loaf of bread? There he is! You won't get away so easy! You think that was easy? <laughs> You two, over that way, and you follow me, we'll find him. Morning, ladies. Getting into trouble a little early today, aren't we, Aladdin? Trouble? <laughs> no way. You're only in trouble if you get caught. Gotcha! I'm in trouble. In this time. Perfect timing, Abu, as usual. Come on, let's get out of here. Gotta keep one jump ahead of the bread line, one swing ahead of the sword. I steal only what I can't afford. That's everything. One jump ahead of the lawmen. That's all, and that's no joke. These guys don't appreciate I'm pro. Riff raff, straight rat, scoundrel, take Just a little snack, guys. Need to live, gotta still to eat. Otherwise, we'd get along. One jump ahead of the hoofbeats. One hop ahead of the hump. One trick ahead of disaster. They're quick, but I'm much faster. Here goes, better throw my hand in. Wish me happy landing. All I gotta do is jump. <laughs> yeah, they, the police fell into that manure at the end of the year. 
you got to somehow picture that. But nonetheless, you see that, you know, Aladdin was living in a world that where he got his validation, almost like the Robin Hood strategy of I'm going to, you know, people are going hungry, so I'm going to take from the rich and give to the poor and beat the police. And, and as he got good at that, obviously it drove him to that behavior to where, you know, that essentially was his world. But if you know the story, Jasmine comes into the equation and so does Jafar and some other things that happen that call him and even a genie, which, you know, if you really think about the picture of what God's painting here is they're going to call him to what the theme song of the movie was a whole new world mm-hmm. of what he really is. And all of us are as, as a prince, but how does validation steer us in the wrong direction is kind of where that clip goes. And Vinny, I had a question for you. I know we give you a hard time about, you know, being around before dirt and all those kinds of things, <laughs> but <clears throat> In your lifetime, you've probably seen that play out with like the the gangsters back in Chicago. You know, just was there some as you've seen it, you know, from afar. I know John Dillinger was around the area I grew up in, and there was a big mystique about him. And I think that really fed what he did. You know, and I guess the question I have for you is: You've seen a lot of the the, the world at that time. Do you think that's what drove a lot of those guys? Uh, what drove them is that they were lazy and didn't want to work. <laughs> uh, you were around for John Dillinger? No, my dad told me the stories. Oh, okay. Wow, that's a good one. Do you know the story about John Dillinger? I'm going to validate it right now. <laughs> uh, he was stopped by a color, red. Did you know that? Yes, I did. Okay. That's I didn't it. know I got that. What does that mean? Say. With a red what do you mean dress. he was stopped yeah. by it? What now? The color red. The woman would be wearing a red dress when they come out of the movie, and the FBI was there, uh, knowing that that was John Dillinger. Yeah. And they blew him away big time. And I wasn't around yet, I don't think. But I can validate that's what happened. Yeah. The, uh, you know, I think that, Sometimes people you see really play up to that persona. Um, you know, you see comedians do it. You see a bunch of different people do, do this is who I am kind of thing. But that validation is not really what we're talking about. They're taking that, that question to the wrong place. And so what's some, some good validation? You know, I think that was pretty funny. I, we were talking about this topic, and I happened to you know, be watching TV with my boys in a show called The Middle, was on and it's really kind of stupid but it's about people from indiana which i'm from and so i think it's funny and there was a gym teacher and they were doing this exercise where they were throwing their cans into a hole and they were burying the things that they can't do it was all about having a can-do attitude and she was talking and to the group and she said you know I, I can do whatever i you know set my mind to and then she paused for a moment she said except earn my dad's approval and I thought, wow, even on this, con- and, you know, their laugh track came on, but it's so prevalent in society that people just kind of play it off. And so as we talk about validation, what's some things that guys or young ladies should look for that are healthy validation things? Well, I would say, who would they turn to? Their father. Their father. Thank you. I was and trying to set that up. and I, Yeah, I, I was sitting there thinking you know, realistically or idealistically. And, right. you know, that's something that from this ministry, 
I've really, it's helped me and opened my eyes for my kids to validate what they're doing. Um, for instance, you know, my son has struggled with swimming. He's been a swimmer. There's been times when he's done really well, but he made it to the States for his, uh, his school for, uh, the I am, uh, yeah, medley, individual yeah. medley. Yeah. Individual medley. And you know, if I don't stop and say, wow, son, that's a huge accomplishment. I'm proud of you. I never could have done that. Then, then what does he get it from? I mean, he's got to get it not just from his father, but his family. Because when a, a little brother or sister looks up to you and thinks you're good, I mean, that's big. When your parents do, do it even bigger. But that goes back to Aladdin. You know, one of the things that, and I, I agree that the ability to be faster than the cops was big. But he was a hero to his people, feeding those that were hungry, taking care of kids. I mean, he had people that he was a villain to. He didn't care about them. It was the people around him that he loved. And to me, that was his bigger validation that they really did love him. And he fed off that. That's, you know, you if you steal enough food to eat for a day, why do you keep stealing throughout the day and feeding the others if you're not trying to help? And mm -hmm. to me, I think it's the relational validation that really means the most. So... A little bit different question. Where have people often taken the validation to that doesn't give them that permanent um, feeling of it, that doesn't fill that void for long? Anything come to mind as we talk about that? Whereas, you know, for me, for the longest time it was work. You know, I, I knew what to do at work to be successful. I knew how to do certain things if I did a great budget or whatever. It was very measurable. And so that's where a lot of validation came for a while. You know, that company is no longer around. And so if my validation was in that company, then I really didn't have any anyway. Not anything that's got any permanency to it. And so in your guys' story, have there been times that you've looked to other things for validation that w wasn't sustainable? Yeah, well, you know, the car business is like a living example of that. Because every month starts fresh. And the, the old term from hero to zero applied because you could sell 25 cars if you were a salesman on the floor and you sold 25 cars, chances are you led the board. But the next month, everybody started at zero. And if, if you didn't, you know, sell six or eight or, you know, you could hear the sales manager come through, Delmore, what have you done for me lately? You know, what happened to you? Hero to zero, you know, that, and, and your validation went as you had an ability to perform for the company as a salesman. And the shame that they lay on you um, in an attempt to try to motivate you when you're in a business that essentially should be trying to figure out how to help the customer that comes in mm -hmm. rather than, you know, sell them a car all of a sudden becomes completely focused on, I got to sell this guy a car or I'm a complete loser rather than how can I help this guy buy a car? And so it's really a difficult situation to get your validation from the right place when the managers are coming down on you. Like if you don't sell a car, Dilmore, you are a loser. Mm -hmm. and, and that's the deal. So, Al, what about you? What's what's something that you'd take in your validation to, you think? Football was a big validation for me from elementary school into high school. And I had my way paid to go to a private school to play football. Um, but when I got hurt, I was Al the football player. You know, you're wearing your Letterman jacket. You're something. When I got hurt, I didn't feel like I could wear my Letterman jacket. And then I went to another school. We don't wear your old Letterman jacket to your new school. And so I went and I suddenly I had no validation. I didn't know who I was. And you know, I just pursued it in the wrong arena. Mm -hmm. And that, that can happen with sports. 
you know, it, it can happen definitely at work. Vinny, is there something that you can think of? I go back to my days with the pigeons. Uh, they used to race. Well, let's pigeons. pause on that because yeah. uh, that's going to be a great story. And Vinny always tells great stories. So you want to come back and listen to a story about pigeons? I promise you, it'll be worth it. And we're going to come the back. Rooftops in New York City. Yeah, New York City, back in the really old times. And <laughs> we're going to be talking about where should you take that validation? Where will that permanent validation come from in your life? There is an answer at the end of this show. Stay tuned. Dealing with our masculine hearts. And what does the Christian life have to do with any of that? That's why I could not be more excited about what's coming up April 28th through May 1st. The event that realistically changed my walk with God more than any other thing other than coming to Christ initially was a boot camp. Yes, the team from Masculine Journey Radio is having our own boot camp. Four days and it's so affordable. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Early bird prices are in effect. MasculineJourneyRadio.org. I've seen too many women with breast cancer who could have avoided extensive treatment or even death had they gotten an annual mammogram. If you're 40 or older, get a mammogram every year. To find an accredited center, visit mammographysavelives.org. Here's World Wrestling Entertainment superstar Ric Flair. It's starting to look like we might have muscular dystrophy on the ropes. My friends, it's time to take muscular dystrophy down once and for all. Go to mda.org and learn how you can make a muscle and make a difference for MDA. As you hear that, that says a lot there, Al. I know you picked this tune, right? And, and we're going to come back to Vinny, I promise you. He's got a great story. But that song singing about, hey, I want to be somebody. It's from Thousand Foot Crutch. And my son and I, when he played it for me the first time, and I listened to it, I, I when your son brings it to you, he's telling you something. I want to be somebody. And that's something that we all want. And we look for validation to prove that we're somebody. But this song is talking about validation through Jesus Christ, validation through God, the ultimate um, validation. And that's when you can trans transition from earthly validation to spiritual validation. That's really where, you know, you get your motivation, your, your spiritual gifts come together and, you know, you start doing things that you never thought you could do because it's no longer on your power. It's but it's hard to really imagine if you never had that validation as a young boy. And, and Vinny, I know you have a great story about receiving some validation, don't you? Yeah. Uh, on Saturdays, well, every day, we used to play stickball out in the streets, dodging the cars. But I couldn't play on Saturday because I had to clean the pigeon coop for my father. He never once said a word to me, you know, you did a good job or anything like that. And one morning when I finished and I come down, he turned around to me and he says, hey, the coop looks good. Man, I almost had a heart attack. And I probably was only about 12 years old. <laughs> and the heart was good at that time. But anyway, to me, that was, a, you know, being acknowledged. And he validated that I did a good job. But the story I was trying to tell you before, they used to race pigeons. <clears throat> Take them out, you know, certain miles and let them go, and whoever got there first, in them days, they didn't have a clock. Today, they clock them. You had to get in the car and race down to the clubhouse. 
So I wanted to have a pigeon of my own. He says, okay, take that one. So me and Mike Mangano, we took this one bird. I would hold it and sit on the handle, you know, the bars of a, the bike. And we got it out to three miles. And anyway, the first race we put the bird in, we won. We beat all the fathers. And that was unbelievable. You know, I mean, they they, they made us feel like big, big and, the, and the question that men want asked, or want answered, is do I have what it takes? We've talked about that right. many, many times on this show. And so every man's haunted by golly, do I have what it takes? And so, you know, to be there with, and again, that group of men that you grew up with, for you to win the pigeon race yeah. is saying that, you know, young Vinny has, has got what it takes. And, and you raced pigeons clear until... Oh, until ten years ago. I mean, ten years ago. Oh, yeah, because that was something where he still could feel that the love of his right. father. Exactly. But the ending of that story is kind of sad. We had about two hundred and fifty pigeons on our loft, and the hawks, you know, used to hang out on the bridge, uh, the Fifty Ninth Street Bridge, and when the birds were all up in the sky, the hawk would come down, swoop down, and grab a bird. Never miss. How can you miss? You know with all them birds. I'd be a son of a gun if he doesn't get the Isabella. Our bird that we won the race last week with. Well, it killed me. It killed me. My father said, here, take five, you know. And said, yeah, how am I going to carry five pigeons? You won't drive us, you know, for the train. Anyway, that's it. Uh, and that's why Vinny loves hawks to this day. <laughs> 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 you, you, you get in trouble shooting hawks over here. Yeah. If, if there's any cops out there listening to this story, I'm sure that probably are. Yeah, I did a couple. <laughs> <laughs> but that was more than seven years ago, so you're good. Yeah. Al, this is not just something that men struggle with, right? Yeah, the man has a question, do I have what it takes? But women look for approval as well, don't they? Oh, yeah. It's, do you see me? Do you find value in me? And it, it was just a few weeks ago, my daughter uh, on a Sunday crawled into my lap and was telling me about the children's church uh, sermon. And she said it was his best ever. It was on be, feeling invisible. And I thought, wow. And she said, I feel invisible at school, especially when the kids are, are being mean. And I thought, tell me more. I want to know. And, it, you know, it's it chokes me up because at the end of that, she talked to me about it and I told her that she wasn't invisible. And, you know, we kind of talked about some other things. And at the end of it, she looked at me with this big grin and she said, you're the best daddy ever. And I said, what do you mean? She goes, you always listen and you always know what to say. And I thought, yes, I'm like from hero to, <laughs> from hero to zero. Now what am I going to do next month? Yeah. It's uh you never outgrow the desire for it. And I think God does put people in our life to give us that from time to time, that little boost of energy, you know, and to remind us that there's something in that heart that really needs it. But you have a clip of a, a female that's really struggling with that question. This is a great clip um, from Mom's Night Out. And I, I forgot the name of the country music singer, but um, Trace. Trace Atkins. Right. So he plays a biker in jail, but in the lobby with a woman who's bailing out another woman, the pastor's wife. You got to see the movie. It's great. But she's confessing to this biker 
about um, her emptiness. And we'll just let it go from there. I can't get in front of it. No matter how hard I try, no matter how much I give, I'm just... I'm not enough. For who? What? Not enough for who? I mean, Sean, the kids, for my mother, God, everybody, I don't know. You? Not enough for you. I was raised in church. This might surprise you, but I have since drifted from the faith. Shocker. <laughs> my mama worked three jobs. I never met my daddy. I had to get up early and walk to school, but I'd wait up for her coming home from the diner. I'd wait up every night because she'd come home and she'd put me to bed and she'd tell me something. She'd tell me the same thing every night. He loves you, Charles. No matter who you are, no matter what you do or how far you run, Jesus will always be loving you with his arms open wide just for being you. And I'd smile and go off to sleep. You know, I saw something on Pinterest the other day. It was an eagle just caring for its young. It's a beautiful thing to watch one of God's creations just doing what he made it to do. Just being an eagle. And that's enough. Y'all spend so much time beating yourselves up. Must be exhausting. Let me tell you something, girl. I doubt the good Lord made a mistake giving your kiddos the mama he did. So you just be you. He'll take care of the rest. Man, it says a lot there, you know. Um, Al, you were going to comment on it. Uh, This clip, it just speaks on so many levels. It speaks to a man, it speaks to a woman, because, you know, when you look for earthly validation, it's always going to let you down. You're never going to get the validation you seek until you get it from God. And I go back to the song, the bumping music. One of the lyrics in that is, we all want to be somebody, we just need a glimpse of who we are. And when you see that you were made in the image of Christ and you were here to do amazing things it's just about surrendering to him and letting him validate you that's just that's where you get your power that's when you start to realize that spiritually he's going to take you far beyond 
when you let go and let him take over. You know, Al, I think you have an awesome point there that we're going to get that validation from God. But Robbie, we have a clip where somebody's been walking with God, but yet we still have this need for a little bit of validation. And so I want you to talk a little bit about him being an eagle in this. Yeah, well, in this case, it's a movie older than Aladdin, and it's still in color. Uh, it's Chariots of Fire, and Eric Little is a runner in the Olympics, and he's also a Christian, and he's given some difficult choices in this, one of which is his sister, which is on him all the time to be a missionary, and she doesn't understand the running. But he's not as getting his, his validation from the church that his sister goes to. He's getting his validation from God, and he's getting his validation, and, and he kind of explains how he gets that, and through that, I think there's a wonderful way for us to listen to the voice that Eric was listening to. All I've been here is training. Do you believe in what we're doing here or not? Jenny, I'm sorry. I was late. I apologize. That's all very well, Eric. Look, I said I was sorry. To me, it's not me you've insulted. How will we have bother? The Lord will not feel slighted at the missing of a bus. Yes, Eric, you missed a bus, but why? Your mind's not with us anymore, son. It's full of running and starting and medals and pace. Yeah, it's so full of running, you've no room for standing still. Jenny, Jenny, Jenny. Don't frighten yourself. I do frighten myself, Eric. I'm frightened for you. I'm frightened for what it all might do to you. I've decided. I'm going back to China. The missionary service have accepted me. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm so pleased. I've got a lot of running to do first. Jenny. Jenny, you've got to understand. I believe that God made me for a purpose. For China. But he also made me fast. And when I run, I feel his pleasure. To give it up would be to hold him in contempt. You were right. It's not just fun. To win is to honor him. The Masculine Journey Radio Show comes to you weekly on The Truth because of your faithful prayer and gifts. Their address is Masculine Journey Radio, P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285, or online at truthnetwork.com. Be sure to let them know that you listen to the program on The Truth Network. <laughs>